from the city of brotherly love. This is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. You just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser. This is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. Today, it's about home design. First, though, please make sure you grab our fabulous coffee, the freshest coffee you can find on Earth, right at deadhousecoffee.com. Coffee that is roasted, shipped, and delivered right to your doorstep within a 24-hour period. Plus, use code SHARK. You'll get 20% off of your order. We'll get all the proceeds to continue doing all the magic that we're doing here at this show, including our live stream, which has its next episode scheduled September 21st, 6 p.m. Eastern. Cannot wait for you all to join us. Back to today's show, we're going to be talking about the home improvement industry and how it's changed during the course of COVID. So who do we have today? None other than Kevin Kamali. Kevin has been working in the home improvement field for over 20 years. It has been a passion of his to convert spaces into houses to a better place for their owners and their families. So, hey, without further delay, let's bring Kevin right on in here. Business strategy. Kevin. Welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Oh, no problem. No problem. I always love having guests that come from the home improvement sector. And that's because as fans of the show know, you know, I have a history of growing up in that, being around that space with my father as a contractor. And I always love to talk about how old school versus, you know, how technology is changing a traditionally old school type industry. So I'm sure we're going to get into a bunch of great topics. But before I spill all the beans, let me ask you, Very, we have tradition on the show. Very first question. It's always, hey, Kevin, what's your experience? What's your background? How did you get to do what you're doing? Basically, in a nutshell, tell us what makes Kevin, Kevin. My background is electrical engineering, of course, way, way back when you do. But uh, I got into this business as, uh, you know, I, 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 in home improvement, flooring home improvement about 25 years ago. And little by little, you know, I built up that experience and uh, used what I knew about uh, from you know what I was doing before, and uh, had a passion for it. You know, making changes, creating new looks, new spaces, trying to be innovative. You know, and creative. That's different. I just didn't want to do the same thing that everybody was doing. You know, I was trying to always to be a little bit different, and that was interesting for me. You know, being different is good. I mean, a lot of people are like being different is bad, but. For me, I've found success in my career throughout my whole life being that person that is different, that I'm not from the same mold as everybody else, 
that yes, I'm a little a uh, little quirky. I'm a little corny. I'm a little different than people. I'll say things that other people can't say, but I can say it in a way that'll make people laugh. And they're like, "Oh my god, did he just say that?" But in a good way. That's how I'm different, and I look at things through a fresh perspective. Would you say that? That's what you kind of offer as well, too? Yeah, same thing. You know, I meet a lot of different people as clients, as homeowners. Same exact thing as you said. Sometimes in the beginning, people even have an attitude. They don't know you. You enter a house, you're a stranger, you know. I have to break that ice in different ways, even with a joke, sense of humor or something, you know. you got to get into talking to people, making connections. Being different, I'm not going to go there and do this like, you know, dry old school way. Yes, ma'am, I'm here to we do this, 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 and bye. You walk out. It's different, you know. You have to interact. You have to make connection. And, you know, you, and that's all. You have to observe. You've got to observe and then react to the situation. Especially in your industry because... You're in the home improvement area, and I'm not trying to, you know, throw you all under the bus, but it's one of those areas that really makes people nervous and gaining trust with the client that, yes, we're going to go in, we're going to do what we say we're going to do, and we're going to do a job that's on time, that's on budget, and meets your expectation. Selling that credibility is tough, you know, it, it, it is a lot of times because then people also have the same attitude like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you're going to give me my uh, I'll just say bathroom right now, but uh, you're going to give me my dream bathroom. But you're like one and a half to two times more expensive than everybody else. You're ripping me off. And then you have those types of complaints. I mean, it, 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 it's a difficult industry to be in. I, I'm in software right now with ERP sales at Vision 33 for SAP, Sage, stuff like that. And we go through the same exact type of stuff. Like, are you one of those fly-by-night people? And then you're selling us the software and then you're just going to give us a, a janky system and then disappear? Or are you actually going to be there to take care of us and be our partner? I, I'm sure there's some of the same hurdles that you have. It is, it is. I mean, there are a lot of horror stories out there about contractors and people have had you know, bad experiences too. I mean, as you said, but I, I do throw myself under the bus first and I get myself out of it. You know, I always talk about those case, let me tell you that way. But I know how to get it out. It, the, the, I mean, I, I talk about all the issues, the worst case scenarios, you know, I'll bring it up, honestly, talk about it. But I also talk about solutions, how to avoid it. Right. That is absolutely 100% true. Because if you're telling at somebody that everything's all unicorn and rainbows, guess what? Their, your credibility is shot. So like in the software world, I tell them, yes, hey, we've done thousands of implementations that have been on time and on budget. Now, have we had problems? Yeah, we've had a couple projects that blew up on us that turned into major escalations that did not have happy endings, but 
we were able to get in there eventually, get the ship righted and get them in a good spot. You know, when you get into a place like software, just like home improvement, okay, you're not going to have everything that's rainbows. There's going to be things that go wrong. It's like if you're starting to rip apart a wall, you're assuming, oh, well, this house was only built 10, 15 years ago. So the wood in it, the framing's probably good yet. But then once you actually start ripping out the wall, you're like, oh, crap. You know, it's actually full of mold or it's rotted. And then you have that change order to add in all that additional additional money. And they're like, you know, oh, why didn't you guys know about this? Why didn't you, you know what I mean? And that's how you establish your credibility, right? Yes, yes. But the key point is communication. You gotta communicate. Even in worst case scenarios, in the worst situations, you just gotta talk. You gotta communicate. You know, if you if you go forward rather than trying to hide away or you know try to avoiding it, it's gonna make it worse. That's the thing. Things happen. Nothing is perfect, but if you show up and try and show that you're trying to fix it, you're trying to take care of it, and you communicate with people, people, most people are understanding. You know. They know they are they are but it does come down to communication so that is a super important topic that you just brought up which is communication itself in this day and age it seems like so many people are so afraid of just picking up the phone and talking to people. They'd rather text, they'd rather email. And doing text or email, one, I mean, it's so ingenuine. Two, because you can easily misinterpret or misread the text to think it means one thing when it means another thing. Whereas if you just had one phone conversation for two minutes, you could have built the confidence, gave them the warm and fuzzies, and bam, it would be done and over with. How has that affected your business being in this digital transformation age? Well, yeah, we do communicate a lot sometimes with text and email, but it's more for, you know, simple, certain things as far as scheduling, you know, what's going to happen, very simple. But if you want to talk about an issue or you want to explain about how a process is, I actually, I personally prefer even to meet, not even a phone call, because this is not what people do. That's why people have, they, they have hired me to do it, you know? It's not their expertise. Even over the phone, they might not get it all. You know, they don't understand all of this. They would have done it themselves. Why would they hire me? Seeing is believing. So showing, I assume when you say meet, uh, you and me, we're meeting today, but we're meeting over Zoom. So do you do a lot of Zoom calls in your industry? How have you adopted? Yeah, we do Zoom calls here and there sometimes as follow-up, as, you know, sometimes over the small things. Yes, we do Zoom meetings actually almost a couple of times a week, you know. Um, but certain things on project, on site, like I have to be there to show certain things, explain certain things, you know. I got to go and stop by, you know. That cannot happen with Zoom. Um, because when you're working with designs or, you know, plans and stuff, it can go over Zoom, do that all in Zoom. It depends, you know. Uh, you're the co-founder of a very successful, you know, business in the home improvement industry. How hard has it been for you during COVID? Like once 
you know, you had 2019, you had your 2020 business plan all scheduled out. You know, you're like, oh, we're going to have year over year growth. This is going to be monstrous, blah, blah, blah. March of 2020, you threw that marketing plan, that PL, that everything just went out the window because everything changed. Walk through what your industry, what your business felt since March of 2020 and how business has evolved and the change up until now. Well, it did, did really die down, you know, in the first few months of COVID and it was pretty slow. Of course, you know, we had, we had a lot of projects on hand that we had to execute. Uh, kept us busy, but by the middle of 2020, you know, as everybody was stuck at home, people start thinking about home improvement. And actually, by end of 2020, it picked up and we were so busy we could not handle because everybody, I mean, was there were nobody was going anywhere out to office or anywhere. There were people are working from home and they wanted to, they were spending 24 7, you know, in a home. They want to make their home look better, you know. You know, that's funny because we did have another business owner. Um, I forget where he was from. I'll look it up later. But home improvement company. And he, he was like, for example, I think one of the things they focused on was siding. Okay. And he was like, you'd have people that were stuck in their house now 24-7 because, you know, the uh, quarantining and working from home and all that stuff. And they may have had really bad or ugly siding. And the way that window is, is that either they're looking at it all day or because of how they're sitting, you know, with the camera on and the window open, everybody's seeing it in the background all day. It's like that motivated them like, okay, well, I guess I better get the siding done and redo that or improve this because we're now going to permanently be work from home and I need this office space. So I'm assuming that that has kind of, I mean, when we had Soledad O'Brien on the show, she was always like with COVID, it's hard because you don't want to say that good things happened because of something so bad, but there were a lot of positives out there for different industries and different people that didn't have that prior. And it sounds like you're one of the industries that benefited from the work from home digital transformation culture. Yes, we did. Um, because, you know, a uh, lot of, uh, we, we built a lot of offices, home offices, you know, the kids were home, they had to work from home. I mean, it, it was busy. They wanted their own kind of private office space somewhere away from the kids or uh, many homes we did kitchens. The kitchens nowadays have become the living space. You know, people live in the kitchen. The aisle, big islands have become their offices. They put the laptop on there and they, they work on this island. They want to have access to drink, food, whatever they want. It's right there. I couldn't do that. I don't know. I, I could not. I don't mind. Like if I've got to take a phone call from, you know, like, so, okay. Uh, some history fans of the show know this because uh, we used to do two episodes a week and I had the downscale to one because I injured my back last year so bad that um, I was pretty much immobile and I had to get a, 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 a literal uh, bed desk and work from my bedroom as much as possible unless I was recording. 
And I ended up getting two surgeries. I'm still getting procedures. I'm getting another one done next week. It's going to be a full year recovery. It was that bad. But, um, you know, I did not enjoy the time working from other areas of my house. Maybe it's because, you know, I have a four-year-old that's always running around making noise, doing something. Maybe it's because, I mean, if I look at my desktop right now, I have five 4K screens that are all connected and they're all 32 inch to 43 inch screens, you know? So maybe it's just, I like having that setup, but I, I can't do that. But there are a lot of people that, that I've seen just from my meetings and stuff like that to where it's like, yeah, they do work out of their kitchen. They do work out of their bedroom or, you know, they have a, a desk that they threw up in the master bedroom and that's their workspace. And they're fine with that. They do that. That's why it is, you know, it depends if every you know, different household, different lifestyle, different setup. But when you, I mean, up, I mean, some of the, a lot of these kitchens that when we remodel, we redesign and all that, you know, people love it. They love to spend time in there. If the kids are not around to make noise, too much noise, they will go see that, that island when they watch. the. So your business, how long has it been since you all started? I mean, under EA Home Design, it's about nine years. Under this, yeah, just the EA Home Design. You're about nine years you're making millions upon millions a year in top line revenue. So you're, you're pretty successful, I would say. How did you grow your company so quickly? And how do you think other business owners can perhaps do the same in their areas? You've got to think a little bit, you know, out of the box. You've got to kind of update yourself, try to like... Something we went, we are all digital. We went all digital. We don't use a piece of paper in our company. Everything is on cloud, even our floor plan, drawings, pictures, everything is a you know cloud access. We do our contracts, everything is all electronic. You know, we do not use a piece of paper. All of our marketing is digital. We have never ever sent a piece of paper to anyone's house. Yeah, so annoying. I just throw it in the trash when I get it. Exactly. Everything is like digital with us. Everything we try to learn about new, you know, new things as far as we have done from like smart lighting, smart uh, under cabinet lighting, a lot of different features and, you know, using technology to be different. These are what this is what makes you different, you know, and people like it. In short, it sounds like your goal, I mean, I guess not your goal, but the way that you achieved growth was actually through digital transformation and the adaptation of technology because you're doing smart homes, you're doing, you're using, um, you know, cloud software, cloud stuff for your business, you know, you're not dependent upon five different servers running in a, a closet, some spot, you know, you're, you're, you're totally digital in all aspects from marketing to sales, to invoicing, to everything. And do you think that's really made a huge difference for you? Well, it did, you know, it makes it more, it, it helps to build the system easier and it would be, you know, rather than having 20 filing cabinets, you know, and have like three more people to organize and manage them. You know, it's it's much easier. It, it just it's about efficiency. Make you more efficient. Make you even, you know, using different calendars, reminders, notes that 
all these you can track, follow up, and remind you. You never forget things, but it's it's just all there. This you know you're in you're in. I mean, I believe software and programming stuff. You know how this stuff can help you. You know. Well, yeah, that's my specialties, which is as far as business process automation. You know, with accounting software as well as. ERP, so people that, uh, I, I basically put it this way. If you make or move a product, you probably want to be with our SAP side. If you're doing something to where it's more financial-based, project management, construction, you know, design, stuff like that, you want to track time, that's where most cases probably Sage Intact will be a better deal for you. But it really depends on each business how many people are using it and how they're using it and the volume of it as well too, to exactly what they're a fit for. What type of, out of curiosity here, what type of software do you use for accounting? Uh, we work with, a, actually it is called Zoho. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you are. Zoho is it's huge. It's, I mean, they are like different. You can keep adding on. Yeah, you can keep adding on. It has it's all limited, you know, options as far as and you keep just make it a big, you know, a, a collection of different software for different purposes that they can be all linked and you can link them all together from accounting. I mean, uh, there is Zoho eSign. There is, I mean, there's a lot of different things with Zoho that you can do. Zoho books and and on and on. I mean, they have the CRM. They have they have everything in there. And for most companies, and I think a lot of companies that listen to this show, they're probably a little bit smaller than what I mean. We sell to small businesses. Don't get me wrong. If you're doing two, three million dollars a year uh, in revenue, you're easily I can fit you into one of our solutions. But for most businesses that are probably 10 to $15 million a year revenue or under a solution like Zoho, even QuickBooks, stuff like that, they're able to get by on that because it does work very good for those businesses. And it's a, it's a solution that keeps getting better and better and better. It's not something that, you know, it goes back to the benefits of the cloud. You know, you, you yeah, you're paying a subscription, you're paying it forever, but but the 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 flip side of that is is that every time they have an update, every time you know the new software functions, features, all that stuff, it's seamlessly uh, available for you and your team to be able to use right away. Yes, exactly. That's all. It has helped us a lot. You know, it has helped us a lot. So one of the the things that stuck out to me is again you guys do the bespoke home design i've seen some of the images beautiful 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 work you all do but i don't know how many construction companies out there have 180,000 plus followers on instagram how have you used social media and instagram to grow your band, but I mean, it's kind of like if you have 180,000 followers on Instagram, that's great. But are you able to track that as far as does that 180K actually drive revenue to your business? Uh, it does. I mean, Instagram is our number one 
uh, I mean, it's go to go for like uh, marketing, and we get a lot of uh, leads from. That's the highest amount of leads we get it through Instagram. Um, well, we started digital, as I told you. Sorry, Tindra, how do you get the leads from? Instagram? Are the people reaching out to you directly on Instagram? Are they going to your website and they're like, hey, I saw these pictures on Instagram. I want this in my house. Can you do this? How are they coming to you exactly? Share that secret. Both ways. But whatever you said, they, they, sometimes they make comments, then they ask questions, then they can go. They, it's get, you know, they go to our website, they find us and it gets linked to our website. And over there, we have an online calendar for making the appointment. Again, digitally, you can go and at you know at your convenience at home, just make an appointment with us on our website. Kind of like you made an appointment to appear on this podcast, right? Exactly. Pops up on our calendar on BC, then we'll be there. It's either Zoom meeting or in-person meeting, you know, and it just blocks that spot for that person. But we get all kind of, you know... Um, we get that sort of comments or people ask us direct questions and sometimes it's just questions. You know, there are people who ask questions, we help them, we answer them and you, you never know, six months later, they contact us for an appointment. That's one thing. We were just looking at a lead that we got and it's in a sales cycle right now, but we originally got the lead uh, using some analytic tools over a year ago. They were on the website. We actually found out what contact it was. We had the sales rep chase them out and the sales rep didn't get any traction. So the way that we run our sales reps is we want them on active sales cycles deals. So if after a couple of weeks, maybe a month and a half, you're not getting a response back, it's like, okay, that's off your plate. We throw it back to what we call BDRs, business development res uh, representatives who are the ones then that actually then will chase that person down and stay on top of them. And he stayed on top of them for about a year. And then finally, we had uh, we just started doing like these free Friday demos for Sage Intact. And we're like, hey, we have these new free Friday demos. You can come in. You can check out the, the software, get a generic demo, see if it's even something you might be interested in. And the guy went to the demo. It just so happened I was doing the demo myself that day. And in the Q&A, you know, I have the, the, the prospect there texting with me right then and there like, hey, I love this. Uh, I, I want to get a custom demo for our business. Uh, what email can I send you a list of our needs for? And that's awesome. But the point that my story is, is that to get them in a full sales cycle, it took a year of nurturing and engagement with that prospect before we were able to get them flipped. I think too many salespeople, business owners, they don't do that level of work. They don't do that level of engagement. And after five or six months, they probably take their foot off the gas, let it go. And maybe they'll call them back in two or three years. That's about it. You know, they don't trickle information in with them. So that you have that constant presence of mind. And then when you have something new, you announce it to them like we did. Bam, we got them in a sales cycle. It sounds like that's what you're talking about. Exactly. I mean, I've, I've you know, walked and talked to people 
believe it or not, they tell me the first thing they do in the morning when they wake up, first they check our Instagram page for new pictures to see what we did new, a new design, a new bathroom, a new kitchen, a new space that we created. First thing in the morning before they check their, you know, friends and families page, they go and check them and they are, they have, you know, some people love it, of course, but they say it, they really, they tell us, you know, how they follow and which pictures, which one they like more and all that, you know, we have, of course, a lot of videos, a lot of posts, you got to keep it fresh. We, we are always in front of them. I just pulled up the the Instagram page right now uh, of EA underscore home underscore design on Instagram. And I've got to tell you, whoever's doing the marketing on your your PDFs as far as you know your bios and stuff like that, they need to update your follower account. You don't have 180,000. You have 250,000. And that is, that's amazing. And the thing is, you, you can have a lot of accounts where they have, you know, 250,000 followers, but they get relatively no traction. I mean, I'm looking at this and, you know, the lowest post I've seen one, one picture of a blue kitchen that the lowest engagement was like uh, 1,400 likes, but it had 22 comments. And then there's, you know, most things have a couple thousand of uh, likes with a couple dozen, for the most part, comments on each one. That's really, with how the, the algorithms work right now, that is really, really good engagement. And I would say that you, you're doing it right. You're doing it the way that it's meant to be. Yeah, especially in home remodeling. There is not a lot of companies in design and remodeling that doing this or they have as many as followers as we do that's you know it's something it's different for this type of business people don't emphasize on social media they don't go after it yeah that goes back to the old school mentality that we talked about before i won't get in all the details with you because i got into more details in the previous home improvement episode we did but my father's company i mean what we did and remember i was working for him uh, about 2003, 2004, 2005, we got certified as an Owens Corning uh, preferred contractor so we could use the Pink Panther everywhere. And uh, what I did was I got us vanity URLs to where it was like PA, as in Pennsylvania, PA roofer.com, you know, and Got Milk was very famous at the time. So we had gotsiding.com. And we had different website URLs like that that brought people to the website. And in rural Pennsylvania, where we were at, I mean, that was pretty much unheard of at the point. We would get people from Scranton down to Harrisburg to Philadelphia, Allentown, Williamsport, everywhere within three to four hours of where we were located for people to do new roofs. But the other thing I did which I believe is what you're doing with your, your Instagram is we had a, what to expect with your roofing system. And, you know, I remember back in 2004 when I'm up there taking pictures of this, uh, trying to document it, the roofers 
you know, again, old school mentality. They're there making fun of me like, oh, you should be up here actually doing the roof. And I'm up there just to take pictures. They didn't get it. And I'm like, trust me, this will drive business. And, you know, we ended up getting a lot of lead. Like, you got to remember, people looking for leads back in the internet back then, we were probably getting uh, anywhere between one and three leads a month. But one lead could have been a $35,000 roofing project. You know what I mean? And for a small company in rural Pennsylvania, that was that was really good. But we had a full-blown guide with pictures like, hey, we tear it off. This is a risk. You know, this house here, the wood on this side's perfect, but they had a leak. So the plywood on the other side, you can see we need to replace three pieces. That's usually the additional cost. And we had things spelled out like that with that digital guide. What do you think of something like that all the way back then? Because it seems to be almost similar to what you're doing, how you're utilizing Instagram. It does. It, it's the same thing. You know, if you see like on our website. Same thing, but different era. Different era. Yeah. We have like before pictures, before videos, before we do it. And then after pictures and videos. And we do video tours. We do video tours. We have live review, you know, like uh, testimonials from the homeowners. These are, you know, you got to make it, show it that the height was how it can become. You know, that's people, people cannot picture it. This is how you're going to give them an example. Again, you got to remember, this is 2004. Right now, people listening to this might laugh. Like, obviously, we can do that. In 2004, I was on the cutting edge of technology and I had to beg my father. My father had no understanding of what I was doing. All he knows is that I was doing it and it was bringing us business and it was justifying the cost. That's basically how he looked at things. And I had to beg him for a decent computer. I also, uh, a laptop, I believe it was at the time, a decent laptop that I needed uh, to be mobile with, okay? And then I needed, because he was still using handwritten contracts. I ended up making contracts out of PDFs that were all fillable then. Then uh, I had to uh, really beg him, we need this $500 camera. And I think it was probably like a four megapixel camera at the time, but digital cameras were pretty expensive back in 2004. And what I was able to do, and this is something that no other contractor in the area was able to do, is I was able to take a picture of their house, okay? And then show them with their new Owens Corning roofing system, what it would look like, okay? Do you want regular shingles or do you want the architectural shingles, okay? Do you want this color, that color? And it would visualize that for both. I, I could do windows, the their windows, their siding, as well as um, uh, the roofing uh, with that. And it wasn't very complex software. It was something that I was able to do pretty much on the spot when I'm out there giving them a quote for the project. And that was one of the most powerful sales tools that I have because it allowed them to visualize it to where they're like, oh yeah, we love that. That looks amazing. How how soon can you start? 
it sounds like you're doing the same exact thing. Yeah, we do. Because, you know, the people who we work with, we use a different software also, as it's called 2020, uh, for creating those 3D visuals of the new, new spaces, you know, all 3D from all different angles. You can see your future kitchen or future bathroom, you know, and the same exact thing we execute. Uh, it's going to look the same. That because nobody, people cannot, people, most people have problem visualizing how oh, this is going to look like. They're scared. They're scared. They're afraid of doing this, but we're going to give them, make it easy for them. Or even, not even that they're scared, but they may have in their mind that it's going to look different than what it actually is. So for me, I, I think that's one of the benefits back then when I was doing the software is that it allowed me to show them like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what it'll look like once we do your roofing, your siding, your and your windows. Okay, sign off on this because this is what we're going to be building so that there's no, 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 no. I thought you were doing this. You were doing that. It made things crystal clear. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. I mean, by scared is that they're not sure. I mean, this big project is expensive project. Is this going to look good? Is this going to come out the way they want it? You know, but if they see it, it gives them a peace of mind and they know, oh, this is it. I love this. They come after we design some, you know. And then if it doesn't look like the picture, then they're like, hey, look, this is what the picture shows. This is what I got. We got a little discrepancy here. You know, let's uh, work this out. Yeah. We are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, hey, it happens to the best of us. Nobody is perfect. No one hits a home run every single time they bat. So we have time for one final question here. This has been a great chat. Um, how do you, and this is a general business question, okay? Because there's a lot of general business owners out there, newer businesses, maybe they're starting up a side gig that they want to grow into a major business. But how did you go from zero to a multi-million dollar company in less than six years? I have to tell you, I believe in consistency. Okay. Uh, I think you can, you have to be 20% smart, 80% consistent. Let's say, put it that way. Okay. You got to keep moving. You got to follow through. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we work seven days a week we communicated with people you know didn't matter i always say i was available always to the clients you know that that really helped but that's being consistent going after it looking for new things don't get comfortable to where you are you know try to always look for being comfortable is the worst thing ever you know i i have the saying that one of my mentors taught me if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And that just means that if you know you're you're being consistent, you know, say say my I'm a sales rep and you know I'm hitting one sales, one sale a month, which is what's expected of me. Okay. If I'm doing that, yes, I, I'm consistent, but am I really doing the best that I can? Am I really uh, pushing myself because I could probably average one and a half sales if I actually put more effort into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, my point of consistency, that wasn't mean if you have to do, if you do your one sale a month, the first, yeah, the first week of the month, then you get laid back and you are not going to do nothing for the rest of the month. 
Yeah, but that's not what I meant. It's just if as a business owner, if you're you gotta be consistent, con, you know, consistent means you gotta constantly working on what makes you better, what is gonna how you can improve. That's what just to be on top of the things all the time. You cannot sleep a minute, you know, let a minute slip from you know your business. Are you one of the people that get up at uh, 5 a.m. every morning? Are you a 5 a.m.er? No, I'm not a 5 a.m.er, to be honest with you. I'm most 6.37, you know. That, that's my early 6.37. But a lot of days I work late. That's when, you know, it's, it's just because I cannot talk to anybody at 5 a.m. doesn't help me. Say that at 5 a.m., the, the reason for being a 5 a.m.er, as they call it, is because it allows you to get up peace of mind because you can't talk to anybody at 5 a.m. And it allows you to go through your routine, whether it's the gym, whether it's the new cycle, whether, you know, no matter what it is. So that way, and also to plan out your day so that then once you start getting seven, eight, nine o'clock, you know, you're already in full gear. You're a head start because those people are just starting to wake up. That is true. But my plan, I plan my every day the day before. See, that's the thing. I know exactly what I'm doing based on, you see, that's being digital. My calendar, everything is there. I'm, I don't need to look at it in the morning. I know what I'm doing, where I'm going. It's just the, the night before I look at it, I plan, I schedule, I talk to everybody, send messages, and just next morning, bam, 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 just go and get it done. I'm the same way. I, I kind of, the night before I go to bed, um, now you have to remember, I, like I, I'm going through the recovery from the back surgery. So I am sleeping a lot more than what I normally sleep. You know, I'm sleeping, I could be 10, 11 hours a night some days, but they said that's just the healing process. Now, recently, it started to get instead of the 10, 11 hours, I'd say in the last month, because I am starting to get better, it's probably closer to around nine-ish hours uh, a night. And there's been a couple more where it's been like six or seven uh, hours, because I used to sleep about six hours a night, maybe seven if I was really tired. But first thing I do right before I go to bed every night is I check my calendar for the next day to see what I got planned. And it's always fun, like, oh, crap, I have a, a call with a, I don't know, like an Australian company at 7 a.m. in the morning. So it's like, oh, I better get up extra early today so that I'm prepped and ready. Uh, but that's the beauty of tech, you know, and you can do that from bed right before you're about to go to bed because everything is in this one single device that's in front of us. So anyways, Kevin. This has been amazing. Did you have fun? Was this a good combo? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I tell everybody that Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of business. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, I learned some stuff from you as well. You know, you expressed. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, it goes both ways. So do us a favor. Tell us where we can find out more information on EA Home Design, as well as you too, Kevin, uh, you know, LinkedIn, whatever. Where can people reach out? I mean, the best is really our, I mean, I always encourage people to go our website. Our website is great. I mean, our website and Instagram page, they're the two best, most comprehensive place to give you all the information, which is eahomedesign.com. It's simple, eahomedesign.com. 
galleries, I mean, go through galleries is interesting. It's, you don't need to Google anything if you go to our website. It's complete. It gives you all the information. One-stop shop, everything is there. And, uh, of course, as you said, our Instagram page, EA underscore, you know, home underscore design. That's that's also great. We have a lot of we have we have posted a lot of our work there. Uh, we have some YouTube channel too that we do. Uh, we have done a few like educational actually videos on YouTube and all that. Um, we are we are we are a little bit behind on that. We're gonna work. We are working on having you know more newer videos out there. Video content is the future, and I will give you a piece of advice. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Like with the YouTube channel, for example, there's a lot of alternative sites out there like Rumble. There's sites like Odyssey, stuff like that, that all you have to do is connect your YouTube channel to them, and instantly it'll import all those videos. So that way, people that only go to Rumble or only go to Odyssey or some of those other sites, they're able to discover your brand as well, too. And it's no extra effort for you. Just automatically integrates once you connect it. So anyways, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been great. We're going to have the links for EA Home Design down below in the description. As always, please check out their Instagram as well, too. I'm telling you. It's beautiful. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, David. I hope you feel better. Recover soon. Uh, yep. Yep. I'm working towards it. Thank you. Cheers. Wow. That was such an incredible chat with Kevin, right? First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out because you know Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of small business, please do us a favor. Share us out to your friends, your family, your colleagues, anywhere that you dwell on the interwebs, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Minds, wherever it is. I'd love to see nothing more than Kevin EA Homes and Shark Bite Biz out there trending. Now let's get back to our rock star guest, Kevin. Such an amazing conversation discussing how home improvements, design, and really just making living spaces for people, you know, more, I don't know, homey, I guess you could say, to really give people a feeling that it's their house, it's their space, especially with all the work from home going on right now. That is a really good feeling. I know I'd love to have somebody like EA Home Designs come in my house and change the, some things up for my own personal home office and stuff like that. So that is incredible what you all are doing and helping people feel more comfortable in their own houses. Kevin, it was an honor to have you on here and to really just be able to pick your brain. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing the mission that both you and uh, EA Home Designs are doing and carrying out. Question of the day. What type of home improvements have you gotten done during COVID? Please leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Do you want to be on the show? If so, shoot out an email to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, join the channel. $3 a month, you can become a baby shark. Or 
head on over to deadhousecoffee.com where you can get our fresh coffee delivered right to your doorstep for only, you know, dirt cheap. If you use code SHARK, you'll get 20% off of your order. Okay, we'll get all the proceeds to keep doing the magic that we're doing here at Shark Bite Biz, including our live stream that is going to be airing on September 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on YouTube. Make sure you join me and Adetta Pine right here for a live show talking about news, business news, tech news, all that type of stuff, the hot topics of the day we're going to tackle, and we're looking forward to your super chats so you all know this by now but i'll say it once again i'm david strausser this is shark bite biz and we look forward to seeing you all next episode cheers thank you for listening to shark bite biz we hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.